loading artist audio insight Otcast verb interview with artists working today Otcast noun insights into the work and process hello and welcome to Otcast I'm your host Philip J. Mellon loading artist audio insight greetings and welcome to Otcast in this episode we have MP Landis um, talking in Brooklyn New York in my studio let's join the conversation as he begins to talk about his cask hoops series that's a series I did kind of a long story, but I was, uh, I got a residency at the Glenfiddich Distillery in Scotland. Um, and a uh, very long story, I'll try to keep it short. Um, we, <laughs> uh, my girlfriend and at the time three-month-old daughter and I were planning on going over to the residency uh, in Scotland. And we actually got detained in Heathrow because we had the wrong kind of visa um, and had to come back. So um, we sort of did a, um, a remote residency. Well, I did a remote <laughs> residency right. uh, in, in Vermont. Um, and so what I had had them do at the distillery was ship some of the actual cast hoops that they use in the barrels. So oh, these were actually okay. old cask hoops um, that had been used. Uh, and so for the entire summer, I worked utilizing the actual hoops in, in many different ways. Um, you know, I used them as a sort of painting tool and as a tracing tool. Um, and then when I actually had the final show in, in Brooklyn about a year ago, uh, I had made sculptures out of the, the actual hoops themselves. Oh, okay. So, huh. so yeah, I made a, a bunch of paintings and... Um, I incorporated them into the WD series. There must have been uh, 70 or 80 of, of those as well. Right. Now, you, um, I'm looking at a photograph here, and, and it appears, is it on the floor by chance, or, or is that something that you uh, you attach to the painting uh, itself, or like some of the paintings themselves? Um, well, I, yeah, I, I util, utilize those for all sorts of things. I'm, I'm guessing you're looking at a piece, one of the pieces where it's, it's actually like a sculpture, so the actual cast tubes. Right, yeah, they're, or, they're almost creating yeah. like a sphere. like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I attach those. Um, if, you, if you go to the album that's, I think it probably just is the album Cast, cast Hoops. Right. Um, you can see some of the finished installation shots oh, okay. where some are on the floor and there's one that's actually hanging um, from, the, from the ceiling that's basically like the skeleton of a, of a, a barrel. Oh, I see it. Yeah, it could almost be viewed as a figure even. Right. In exactly. some way. Yeah, I see and, that uh, now. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I use those in all different ways. I, I'd often... Um, to get started, we just have a bunch of the canvases laying on the floor, and I would cover the, the hoops in paint and then just sort of roll them and let them land and make whatever marks oh, wow. they're making in the process of rolling. Um, and so, yeah, I just played around them in many different ways. Um, and it was interesting because it kind of 
played back in a certain um, ideas I used to have when I was still doing sort of abstracted figures about sort of containment and what was inside and what was outside and how those lines are kind of blurred and right now the whole um, relationship of like uh, making whiskey and how it it's inside this barrel but yet it's being influenced by the temperature outside and the skin of the wood is sort of you know it all sort of plays into the making of it mm. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, there, you know, as far as like, as it transfers to your paintings, it seems like, um, they would obviously create a, sh a shape that, you know, is man-made, uh, but like allowing something to do with chance in a way that the, the way that they would land, like, I think you were describing it that way. Um, right, right. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I've, um, I think in many different ways, even, you know, fairly long ago, uh, I always sort of gravitated towards, towards some kind of um, chance operation, right. um, whether it was uh, choice of color or um, orientation of painting or, you know, m many different ways I've sort of used that. I think unconsciously at first, but um, sort of became more aware of it after the fact, a sort of a way of freeing myself up. Right. Uh, um, maybe uh, uh, some alternative mark makings and things like that, like, um, you know, just sort of letting the process take over. Yeah, yeah. And um, and I'll, not that I usually have this problem, but if I'm ever sort of stuck, I find that figuring out some kind of, you know, uh, random function can sort of get you going, you know, yeah. get you back in the mix. Because, you know, I find once I'm working, you know, I, you kind of get to a place that's sort of beyond thinking and, uh, and yeah. action becomes, uh, you know, the primary thing that happens. So if there's that stuck place, often just, uh, you know, figuring out something to do that takes it outside of your... Uh, thought processes always helps. Right. There's, there's a more of an external, well, it seems like there's at least three elements, uh, if not more, uh, with this being obviously artist to surface and also being another actor, as I like to call it, like as far as the, the, um, the rings or, or the cask, um, uh, hoops themselves, uh, being just as much a part of it as, as you are in some way. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, um, yeah, and, um, yeah, and I'm thinking of other work as well, you know, I think there's, um, I mean, with those, there's something very, almost literal in, in the right. choice of, of how the material interacts with the surface. Right. Um, but, yeah, and I think another thing, uh, is, you know, that, that's helped me sort of free up in a lot of ways, and that's always also kind of been there, has been the use of listening to music. Yeah, because um, it—I don't know. I just find it—it it sort of helps you get out of your head and get more like physical, um, and depending on the music, uh, emotional. Right. Yeah. You know, um, I realize I find a lot of ways to try to keep myself from uh, from getting too uh, cerebral in the right. studio. 
yeah, it's important to get into um, just that type of think or, or non-thinking even, you know, or acting more than than one would process it, uh, like you said. Um, now, this uh, series here that we're talking about was that your is that your most recent series that you're working on, or I mean, uh, as far as what's what's available to to look at via online or the the cast hoops? Uh, you mean? Yes. Um, yeah, that's that's the the besides the WD series, which continues. Um, um, I'm only now getting back in the studio. I, I had some feet problems, um, which sort of kept me from the studio for yeah. a while. Um, and so I'm only kind of now getting back into it, you know, in the last month maybe. Um, so I've done a lot of smaller work since the oh, cast hoops. Okay. Um, the WD series continues, and that, that I've been working on since 1996. Um, and it kind of... You know, I, I think of it as the lifeblood of all my work because right. it sort of goes through whatever else I'm working with, um, or you know, larger series or larger works. So yeah, I did a lot of small things. Um, I was mostly at home, and, and uh, I have a two just turned two year old daughter, so oh, I was also spending a lot of time at home uh, taking care of her. Right. Um, so. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because I'm kind of finding myself back in the studio after about a year and a half, um, and sort of rediscovering working large. Right. Now, um, yeah, that was going and, and I and I like that. I, I kind of like the feeling of being lost and uh, finding yeah. my way. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I've got a bunch of large works. I'm I'm. Uh, sort of joyfully struggling with right now. <laughs> well, that's great. It's uh, a great way to put it. I, I think. Um, now the WD series, which you just brought up, um, now and you had mentioned, uh, I forget how you put it, but uh, I just felt like by viewing your work, uh, it, it does seem like sort of the tie that binds the different ways of working. And I, and one thing I noticed with the difference, uh, the series that you got that you work on, um, um, there is this sort of uh, a, a really um, a, a way that you deal with like uh, the the language that you seem to have uh, and you sort of put, um, for lack of a better term, like boundaries on it, and, and you explore those boundaries almost to the nth degree, which is which is really great to see. Um, and then the WD seems a little more free in some way, and, and um, to, to pull in elements from, let's say, the, the like the Shadow series and the, the SX and then the Gather. Now, WD, I noticed from looking, uh, it, it, it's a short way of describing... Uh, the, the the full term I guess is warehouse drawings is that correct? Yeah, it, it originally started um, as warehouse drawings, and then um, you know I just sort of you know signed them on the back with the with the letters the WD and then the okay. number. They started chronologically with one, and now I'm up to almost five thousand. Wow. Um, yes, because it started in '96. Right. Um, yeah, originally um, I started those. It was almost the la during the last um, large uh, figurative body of work that I made, which was very sculptural. I was using um, wood pallets um, as sort of the surface, um, and it was a very three-dimensional series. Oh, wow. I was using this um, warehouse that I had access to, a sort of abandoned part of a warehouse in a... East Rutherford, New Jersey. <laughs> it was 
it had no electricity or anything. And I, was, I was driving out there and working sort of furiously for a few hours of daylight yeah. <laughs> and warmth <laughs> while, while I could. Um, and it was right after I you know, first moved to, to New York from uh, Provincetown, Massachusetts. And um, that's sort of where this series began. Um, I was carrying, every day I was carrying around these pieces of paper that I folded in my pocket just to keep notes. Right. And I started stapling them onto boards. Um, and I didn't even, I don't know, it just sort of happened. I wasn't really thinking about it. Um, but it really was a way that I got away from the figure. Um, it started out, I was just cleaning my brushes on them and just sort of doodling on them. And um, it wasn't, I never even thought of it as being something to show or, or important. It was just sort of a little thing that was going on. Um, and then more and more I started realizing that I was starting to like what I was doing on those more than the work I was making, the, the large work. And yeah, it, it really helped, I think, um, just allowed me to move away from the figure. The, like the figure was starting to become the structure that I was feeling trapped by. Right. Um, and I think I was working through that in the actual work. Like they, it was becoming more and more abstracted. And, and a lot of the, especially a lot of the early WDs, you really see a lot of the similar mark making of what I was doing with the figures, but it was becoming more disjointed and um, scrambled sort of. Um, yeah, and it just it just continued, you know. It just um, I am very process oriented to begin with, so often these things sort of happen for me, where you know some little thing I'm doing becomes really important. <laughs> yeah, and, well, that's uh, great. Um, it, it like they 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 cause a major jump in the way that you were working them, I suppose, and, and at least visually, uh, it seemed I had, yeah yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like, and from that, I find it, you know, usually if I'm working on a large series, the material or the paint or whatever I'm using from that large series will find its way onto the, the WD series. So there's sort of, it does this interesting thing with time for me that it sort of is recording, you know, it's, it's sort of these uh, artifacts of what I'm doing you know, in the studio, but then they also sort of preface and inspire the next body of work. Yeah. The larger body of work in some kind of way, not always literally, but um, from the actual folding of the paper, you right. know, I've gotten very into grids. Yeah, I did. Uh, um, what was it? Um, the Shadow Series or, or um, SX, right? Is that the one that incorporates a lot of the grid work? Yeah, that, and that's, um, that's the one with the, that was sort of for a project. Um, and again, it's like a smaller series I did while I was at home. Um, but yeah, I was, uh, that had a lot of random stuff going on too. Like I would lay down tape over the work, um, right. over the sort of newsprint that I had. So it's actually mostly sort of a, uh, reverse, I forget what you call it exactly, but you know, I was like putting medium down and putting newsprint on and pulling it off. So most of it is is the print of the paper news. Yeah, like a, maybe go, some ghost images, perhaps, or, or yeah, yeah. Way. Sometimes the actual 
newsprint would stick. So on right. some of it, the actual material is there, and some of it is just the ghost of it. Huh. Um, and then I used a lot of tape, sort of placing yeah. the tape in different sort of random ways that I would figure out to to not control. Right. Now, uh, and, generally, um, with the WD series, I'm sure that we can find the dimensions, but just in case... Uh, just for for me here uh, talking with you, how, what how large are they roughly, uh, or or do they vary a lot? They vary a lot over you know over the last whatever fifteen oh, yeah. or so years, yeah. but um, they're usually around eight and a half by ten inches. Oh wow! Okay. Um, so they're I have gone somewhat larger, but again, it's like I literally carry these. They start out being carried in my back pocket. So they <laughs> they have to be small enough that you can fold them up and comfortably uh, sit down <laughs> with them yeah. you know, in the back pocket. So it's kind of limited. Um, although I, I for a while I was doing things like using rice paper where I oh yeah that's interesting because yeah. it's so um, delicate. The, yeah. The... Well, rice paper is very interesting, and I think I want to play around with that more in the future. Um, because it's both really fragile and really strong. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, it's kind of amazing uh, how much abuse it can take sometimes, and, and still deceiving uh, the, the appearance of it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, well, it depends on what kind of rice paper it is. Oh, okay. There's some is very fragile. Like if you get it wet. I'm thinking of like a mulberry paper, which uh, uh, which is it appears to be very fragile, which is thinner than I guess some. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to remember. I have, I have played around with mulberry, and I can't remember uh, how strong that is or, or fragile. But yeah. yeah. Well, I guess there's yeah, I more like, more to the rice papers than I uh, understand. So that's, um, that's good. Uh, so there there are yeah, there are different kinds and different thicknesses, weights, I guess, too. Yeah, there's there's a whole world of rice paper out there. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's kind of amazing. Um, now I wonder which which came first, the tape or the folding? In your work, uh, folding. Oh, okay. Yeah, def definitely folding. Yeah, and and I've used tape in different ways, um, and and also with larger work with canvases. Often um, I've used um, like I'll start out with string. I'll sort of grid out. Oh, great. And string, and then paint over that a number of layers, and then pull the string off. Oh, wow. Um, and depending on how the string is actually touching or away from the canvas, it, it does all sorts of interesting things. Yeah. And then often in the actual, like the finished painting, it's almost not there because there's so many layers of paint over it. But right. sort of, you sort of catch it depending on the light. Yeah. The way the light hits it. Like if you're looking at it from the side, it might be really obvious. Um, so there is a moment of um, surface quality that, that's in your work as well that, that really um, would, would be nice to see in person because I don't get that online, unfortunately, with the uh, the way that things are translated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's, it's funny because I think I've kind of come to – it used to really bother me how you yeah. really can't capture uh, – well, I'm not the best at reproducing my work to begin with, but um, – but no matter how good it is, yeah, you're only getting a, a bit of it, right? But, exactly. But I've kind of I've come to sort of be at peace with that because I feel like people rely so much now on the internet and, and images and et cetera that 
like you shouldn't be able to really capture the real thing. That's it's true. Like, uh, in um, person, you know. <laughs> well, it's a very physical thing, and I, it, that's a common theme that comes up a lot in these interviews. Um, you know, the idea of the internet or web presence, and you know, just seeing the work versus, um, you know, just sort of this virtual experience with the work, the clicking and clicking, you know, and. Um, the physicality. Yeah, you miss the actual experience, um, and, and I think it's great. I mean, I think it's great to that it's so easy to you know share images, but I think you know people need to be reminded with with whatever that it's just you know it's like a little it's a symbol of what the actual thing is. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, a, it's like an advertising tool. Right, it's it's promotion. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did a, a whole series, that, and I kind of. We kind of come back to it every now and then, but I and I feel like at some point I want to do another series that has this more at the forefront. But I did a whole series. Um, it's called Blue, and they're all blue paintings. Um, and a lot of what I was working with was the idea of experiencing the painting that you had to sort of be in the room with it because right. um, a lot of it had to do with the way the light hit it. So I was using different glazes and oh, wow. um, mediums so that to look at it like straight on, you would, there's there's a painting there, you would definitely see, you know, certain images and marks and drips or whatever. But if you would move to the side, it would like totally change. Or if you yeah. move the light around, it would, it would become a, like something totally different. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of, especially the larger work, has a bit of that in. Um, but but that series especially. And, and some of the pieces I had, like, you know, like a professional photograph from different angles. So you can oh, sort okay, of yeah. Get some of the idea of it. <laughs> but still to really, like, I feel like to really appreciate this painting, you have to sort of be in a room and walk around and look at it in different ways. Yeah, um, we can't lose the physical aspect of, of art by, by any, any means. Yeah, and it's, you know, I mean, I feel it's that way with everything in a way. Oh, true, yeah, Whether I guess you're right. Recorded music or, or oh, watching yeah. movies, you know, on, on the computer, which I do, but right. nothing like sitting in a big theater with a huge screen. <laughs> Now, uh, let me think here. Um, um, now, you mentioned music uh, a few times now. Now, uh, I wanted to ask you about your inspiration. Uh, do you feel, uh, is that the main way that you, you find uh, that working its way into your process? Or, or is it something like um, maybe your other work or, or one thing feeding the next? Or yeah, I mean, I feel like, I think for me, music is like a, a very strong, um, you know, influence. I don't know if influence might be a little strong. Um, inspiration, for sure. Right. Um, but, but it's funny, because I, I always sort of stumble on that idea that it's any one thing, because I feel like it's, you know, sort of everything in life, you know, trying to be open to... Sort yeah. of experience in general, but yeah, I mean, music's really important to me. I've um, always been very interested in music, and in different times and places, it's been you know maybe one genre in particular. But uh, I went through sort of a heavy phase of avant-garde jazz. Oh, okay. Um, and 
one of the reasons I moved to New York was sort of to get closer to that scene here. Um, and for a while, I was like really involved. I was even did some painting live on stage and oh, you know, wow. stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, which was a definitely pushed me into a whole other. Yeah, like the, <laughs> the, I don't know what you would call that. I, I know an old term would probably be thought of as being action painting or live painting or like even performance art, really. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was sort of uh, all that, and um, you know, getting over sort of stage fright. Yeah, and things oh. like that. But um, it was really interesting because I found that you know sometimes it would be like a three or four hour period of, of painting on stage and I would feel like I painted you know what I would do in the studio for like half a year in those oh wow hours. <laughs> it was a sort of a, just the sort energy of intense, you know and the only way I could uh really get into it and not like worry about audience or whatever or people watching me was to just really sort of get lost in the music right yeah and uh, that was a great experience. I'm really, really glad I did it. Right. Um, and did but you, after a point, I just, I, I really burned out. It was, <laughs> it was yeah, a lot of work. Like running a marathon or something, huh? What's that? Like running a marathon or something. You gotta, yeah. <laughs> you can't do that every day. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and then and then just the, all the sort of technical aspects of moving material around and yeah. At that point, I I still had a band, so it was a little easier. But <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, it's, you have all these dripping objects. Yeah, that's tough. I, I know with some landscape painters, I wonder how they do it because they, you know some of them will create sketches or what have you, or smaller works in, in the in the field, or, or you know, uh, and then have to transport them. I know I have limited experience with that, but I have done it, and that's a that's a challenge in and of itself, trying to get your work back to the studio or wherever you're going. And uh, yeah, no, I end up wearing it's really. It. It's really, and, and I know some, like, more abstracted landscape painters who, you know, though the canvas will get picked up by the wind and, like, land in the oh, sand goodness, or whatever, yeah. and, and, and they'll just incorporate it, <laughs> Right, kind of yeah. great. Um, um, but, yeah, I, I think that uh, environment has so much to do with, uh, you know, any visual work you're making. Um you know, I, I'm becoming like aware of that in a new way. Just like I said, getting back into the studio after a, you know a while, right? Um, and seeing how you know I'm doing a WD series again here, and how much how different it is working in the studio than it was you know working at home. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, does it does it change scale at all for you, or, or is that is that an issue? Well, I think it's, well, it, like it's looking more painterly because I think there's just, there's more movement. There's more sort of, it's easier to make a mess. Yeah. Um, they're like more, they're thicker. <laughs> they're less sort of delicate maybe or less okay. uh, less small scale sort of things happening. Right. And more sort of, I don't know, like larger fields, I guess. Right. Um, now, and maybe also more variety in terms of what's going on. Yeah. Um, it's just opening up a little bit more for you back again. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I, in a way, I think the, the ones I was making at home were 
open, but like in a different way. Yeah. Um, MP Landis goes on to talk about how titling a work can affect the way it's received by the viewer. Yeah, and I, I mean, even before when I think, you know, I had very sort of thematic sort of uh, paintings, you know, they were often sort of social commentary almost. Um, even when I was very sort of into titling things, yeah. I often kind of misled with the title. Right. Like it would often almost be the opposite of what I had in mind. Right. I find, um, like with with uh, critique or criticism, maybe not critique, but um, it just seems like, uh, you know, this is uh, maybe another issue, not really about the work, but in, in a way, uh, like when someone tries to describe something, like that's their experience with it and that's, you know, it is what it is and often becomes an art form in and of itself rather than uh, even closely indicative of what the work is actually about, uh, with, if that can be pinpointed anyway, uh, you know, because of the, right. the gray area, you know, which is kind of a nice area in, in, in general, you know? Yeah, and I mean, I I always feel that, I mean, whatever anyone experiences with any work, you know, it's it's valid. I mean, right. everyone's going to see something different or experience something different. And that idea that there's any one correct reading of something I mean, I guess maybe there is work out there that would have that, but um, it's too bad. <laughs> it's too bad that, that you're, there's only one correct reading of anything. Yeah. I like, the, uh, I like being surprised, especially by what I do um, when it's finished. Uh, you know, just the, the journey that it took from one initial idea or spark of something, and then when, you know, when it comes to a nice area of stopping, so to speak, how much it really is different than what I started with. Right, right. Well, yeah, and I mean, I was thinking about how, you know, I think it's almost this tension between action and, and observance. And, yeah. and maybe tension is not quite the right word because maybe they don't always work against each other, obviously. But, but yeah, how, how I feel like sometimes those are really different things. Do you, do you feel it's a relationship between those two different things? I mean, it, they have to like sort of uh, coexist, I guess, in a in a way. Yeah, and sometimes it feels like they're they're really separate, you know. Um, and sometimes it's you know more often I think it's it's uh, they kind of you know interact and maybe in, almost like waves or something. Yeah. Um, but I guess the most extreme way that I can think how they work is when, you know, like I'm working in the studio and I'm doing something, you know, I probably don't even like what I'm doing, the way it looks at the moment, but, but the action of making it is, is whatever it is. Yeah, well, <laughs> and then, you know, and I might leave frustrated and then, you know, the next time I come to the studio, like I see it fresh and it's, you know, there's something in it that really gets me, whether or not it's finished, it's, there's something there that, you know, I couldn't really see when I was doing it. Yeah. I, and that's, that's such an exciting, you know, those moments can be so exciting. Yeah. Th those moments you said? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, which is, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, which is something um, you were mentioning earlier, just kind of in different words. Yeah, just in the process. The process itself is just such an interesting 
and rewarding and it's hard and it's, you know, um, yeah, there's just this idea that, uh, you can get so into something and you have moments where you may start like four paintings or four sculptures or four songs or, you know, and then you can't even, you can't even look at them or listen to them, uh, because you're so, uh, shell-shocked or something <laughs> that you, right, right. you don't have any response whatsoever. And, and sometimes maybe that's the time to walk away and see it fresh or hear it fresh the next day or an hour or go have a cup of coffee. I mean, I got to tell myself that all the time, you know, and like, but I get so obsessed with inspiration, you know, and, and then you almost become beside yourself and not in the process anymore. I just recently, you know, dealt with that this week. Um, it, it's just, um, and I'm still trying to come out of that zone. You know, I'm still not feeling better. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you yeah. know, to confess. <laughs> well, it's so funny because, you know, we go through all these things that are, you know, often quite, you know, sort of emotional and like harrowing and <laughs> like yeah. stressful and, and then like amazing and, and and then what people are end up looking at this little object on the wall and they have no idea. Exactly. And that's, plus, a, yeah. Yeah. They have no idea how much struggle and pain and joy. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a misconception. I guess it depends on which circle you're in, but, um, you know, the, 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 there, there's a whole slew of people out there that think art is easy or, you know, oh, Hey, I'm going to take a painting class or <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go ahead. Yeah. It's, know. uh, it's amazing. And yeah. you know, and I mean, for everyone, it's different. Yeah, it it's not like there aren't good artists who it's just a sort of a job. Like they, they know what they're going to do and they come in and they do it. And right. some of them yeah. amazingly well. And I guess there's no one way to make art <laughs> yeah. but for me. And it sounds like for you, it's, uh, it's, you know, sort of intense. It is, and yes, <laughs> to put it lightly. And, uh, no, but I mean, it is and, rewarding too. I mean, it's not always a struggle, which which is good. Um, and no, 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 yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, I feel that like sometimes it's just the the best thing, you know. It's yeah. Like, well, the the uh, nice the nicest is when you receive an energy field back from what you're doing, and it keeps you going, and and that's what it is. It's the experience. It's a conversation. It's. Um, it can keep you going as as well as uh, cripple you at the same in the same breath. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, like life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's an all encompassing uh, encompassing uh, process, you know, for you know, for a lot of people. Anyway, if if and when you do get a creative block, like what 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 do you do to help you you get out of it? Um. Usually, I mean, I'm, I actually am pretty good with that. I, if, yeah, I, I just sort of do something, I find. And actually, the, the WD series is really good for that because um, I really like to just attack them sometimes. Yeah. You know, and, and I find any sort of physical movement gets me out of any sort of block I might be having. So literally like picking up whatever's close by, whether it's a pencil or a ballpoint pen or, you know, crayon and just scribbling for a second. Yeah. Um, and then it's like the action takes over, you know? Yeah. Um, I've never really had much problem with, with block. 
I mean, I've had problems with Block in terms of not getting to a studio or, or oh, okay. uh, you know, like having to, you know, work stupid jobs to pay the rent or whatever. I like those kind of blocks. But, um, you know, I usually don't have a problem making work. Um, yeah. In fact, I've, I've have taught workshops on that very thing of sort of process and, you know, sort of geared towards people who feel stuck or blocked or not able to start. Right, generate something. something uh... Yeah, I feel like I've been lucky somehow to... Uh, I, I think I have a general... I think a, a general lack of fear of ruining something. Like well, that's I don't, good. <laughs> don't I, mean, I don't mind destroying something I've already made. <laughs> that That's great because I, I know that... Um... Uh, I feel a little more comfortable now, but say 10 years ago, I definitely was afraid of doing something like sort of uh, quote unquote wrong or, or you know, like, um, or just insensitive <laughs> to a, to a work. Right. So, yeah, um, that's right. a good thing to pick Yeah, up. and I think, I'm sure with me also, that that's something that's sort of developed with time. I mean, I think the more work you do. Yeah. I don't know if it's true for everyone, but for me, definitely, the more work I make, the less important the work is once I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> well, know? no one's going to die if you mess it up, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm more interested in what I haven't finished than anything I've ever finished. So. Oh, that's great. <laughs> um, not, not, that it, not that I don't care. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's sort of the stuff that's... A little... Uh, stuff that's in my head is what I'm working on, not... Not something I did ten years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's important to keep going and you know take another step and and to risk. Uh, you know, you, you know, we can't um, can't be uh, stuck in the past, I guess, in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and you don't have to deny it either, because I think it sort of comes out. Yeah. You know, I mean, in for in unconscious ways. Um, and, and I guess that's the thing. Maybe like the more you work, the more you realize that. You know, those things that are, whatever, important in your own work or whatever, never really leave, you know? Like, yeah. And I find they come back in very subconscious ways. Yeah. There's a, things. There's often a thought that, um, and I'm sure it comes from a, uh, an artist, almost like an artist quote, but unfortunately I don't have the source and, you know, shame on me, but uh, generally artists create the same painting over and over again. Um, right. Something to that effect. I mean, you know, I don't know if it's that, you know, to be thought of as that simple, but, you know, there, there's definitely, I mean, the artist created it, so you're going to be in it, you know? Um, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, um, I think one of the things I, I learned, like, I don't know, 20 years ago was that I was sort of, you know, I don't even know why I'm talking about this right now, but somehow that reminded me of, I feel like I would do a whole series of paintings on one canvas. Like I would just keep working over and over and you oh, know, wow. this thing would just get bigger and bigger and bigger. And suddenly I realized and some of that was had to do with space. I didn't have that much space in yeah. my studio at the time. But I some at one point I realized like you know there was a lot of stuff under there. Yeah. <laughs> that you know, and and I think maybe that was some of the fear of it, like not being good enough or whatever. I had to keep going. Um, but at some point it hit me. And, and I think those paintings were maybe sort of special in that way because there was so much 
archaeology to them. Oh, wow, yeah. But at some point, it, it just hit me, like it just sort of dawned on me suddenly that I could make 10 paintings <laughs> from the same amount of work I put into that one. Yeah. And it kind of freed me up to, like... I think it kind of shows. To, 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 be, to stop, you know, like to not... To see something and say, hey, that one's, I'm going to stop now. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Doesn't well, have to be finished, whatever finished, you know, whatever that concept is. What, what that means, yeah. And I really, like I, I was I was trying to bring up earlier, the idea that you, you really do seem to have sparked upon a nice way of, of letting something be at one point and then moving on to another and, and really looking into and experimenting with a, a way of working you know like with the, with the different series and and uh and i see that in some of the mark makings and they they seem to stick with within a series like within each series if that makes any sense but yet there, then there's the wd which kind of pulls from each one of those and you know creates a sort of uh orchestra of of those other ideas together um and that that takes a lot of I think reserve and and sort of um, stepping back and, and letting things go. Um, right, right. Uh, yeah, I, I I find that you know it's a continual process of sort of you know what and sometimes that's a struggle and sometimes it, it's it feels more natural to just you know to let I don't know it's it's like letting something that's maybe almost uncomfortable let it be. Yeah, yeah. Like almost becoming attracted to the uncomfortable thing, or unfinished thing, or whatever. Um, it's, you know, it, and realizing all that's in my head anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you, <yeah>. know, like, <laughs> you know, I mean, someone might recognize that when they look at a work. Yeah. And but, someone might not, and that doesn't really matter anyway. But it's, you know, that 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 thing of you know wanting to fix everything yeah and and learning to sometimes allow it and sometimes to say i don't i don't need to fix that you know it's it's got something yeah there, there are and moments maybe, you know and maybe that maybe that thing that it got it's got is that tension of you know being kind of clumsy or or uh or feeling you know quote unquote unfinished Right, and I think you know, and that again, that's like going back to that whole idea, like the difference between observance and um, you know action. And I think that that has to do with that. You yeah, know, there's many different. You don't ways. think about that stuff so much when you're doing it. <laughs> you're just doing stuff. Right. And then when you look at it, it's like you know that question of judging it or allowing it. You know, all those things come into play. And I, I think for me, you know, a lot of that, a lot of that learning that's continual, like never ends, has to do with, you know, just life, like walking down the street, and, you know, like looking at things. Yeah. Looking um, at things you have no control over. You can look at them and experience it, but you can't really, well, you could, but <laughs> it was the time. But, uh, there's yeah, this kind so of, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, uh, for some reason, um, I don't know why this, this, this word is in my head, but 
the idea of a revelator. I'm not even sure if I know what that means, but but after uh, the first reason or the first thing that brought that to my attention, which, which stuck that word out, which was actually a, a, a Gillian Wells song, uh, but and she spoke of like time is is a revelator, and I think um, with that, uh, it seems like it it just really brings like another like another outlook on things or it definitely is influential. It definitely is a force to be reckoned with. And I think art is like that, especially individual paintings or, or sculptures or whatever you're working on. It's just, it, it's, it's a, it's a, a jumping point. It's a, it's a, it's a tick on a timeline, you know, it, 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 and it's, it's really, it's a journal page. It's, you know, it's, it's everything. It, it's really, uh, really quite amazing in some way. Yeah, and it's you know it's it's like an artifact of what was going on. Yeah, you know it's like um, it's like as of late, you know, like to date kind of a thing. Yeah, and it's I don't know, like I mean I think a lot of people I think why especially anything abstracted, you know a lot of people or not a lot of people but there there are people that feel like they're not educated enough to approach. Right. I think a lot of art, which is always upset me because right. I think, you know, I don't like the idea of it being elitist at all. Right. And it's, you know, I think there's this idea that it's supposed to have meaning, you know. Yeah. And I mean, I feel you like can... it's so not important to me. I mean, yeah, it might have a lot of meaning while I'm making it and all sorts of things come up and come and go or whatever. But like at the end of the day, the object itself is, is, isn't, doesn't mean anything. It's just what it is, right. and and it's great that people find meaning, their own personal meaning in it or whatever. But that sort of idea that you have to know what it means to approach it, um, you know, I, I, that always sort of upsets me. I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could be something it, found, you know, that that you find. Um, why a photographer takes a picture of, uh, of, of, of a finding, you know, as something they stumble upon. I mean, they're, it's still an object or, or, or a, a moment of light or, you know, it doesn't have to be uh, something you need this grand um, explanation for. Right. Like, I think you had mentioned it was an artifact or there's a potential for an artifact involved, you know, uh, which I thought was a nice thing, uh, to a nice way to describe it. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I and I do. I feel that, like, you know, I can talk about, you know, anything I've ever done. I could, you know, talk or try to talk about, like, the process of making it or what I was thinking or going through or, you know, what was important to me or what was bringing up in me emotionally or whatever. But at the end, you know, it's just an artifact of whatever all that experience was. It's like what's left of. Yeah. There, there, what, what, of my struggle or happiness or <laughs> yeah or the mix it's just a great it's a great world um it's a great sphere of of um stemming from one painting like like, like that whole world can be embarked upon excuse me right. or or it can just be that piece you know i mean it can be the piece it can be the process plus the piece it could be the artist plus the process plus the piece i mean it can go on and on and on or it can just be the piece, like I said, and um, which I think is great. Uh, it, it, I, I'm I'm honored to be a part of it. <laughs> you know? Right, right, yeah. right. So. Yeah, exactly. End of part one of this interview with M.P. Landis. Please look out for part two. This has been Artcast. <laughs>
thank you from me, your host, Philip J. Mellon. Keep the dialogue going. <laughs>